www.vtwproductions.com. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. Panic, ladies and gentlemen, the casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. If you wish to participate in today's show, please come to the website and choose chat at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, click on chat and video to join the video wall. If you want to do IRC chat, click on chat, and you can use our web-based IRC client to join in the chat during the show. If you want to email the show, the address is ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. And now, on with the show! For Sunday, the 23rd of October, 2011, this is Casually Hardcore. I am Gnomewise. And I'm Grail. And we are all you're getting this week. That's it! Yeah, it's an interesting alignment of the planets keeping, uh, well, well, last week you had zero hosts, so I guess two is about a 200% increase. (laughs) We're doubly effective. Like I say, well, well, you know, two times zero, I guess, means we're zero. Oh... We fail. Stupid math. Damn you, math. Crap. We do have Dax in the IRC, though. Ooh, cool. So. Let's see if we can scare her off. Um, let's make some uh, interesting bodily noises. There we go. Yes, and also seeing as we have uh, no Iolite, uh, we yes. do have a nemesis and an arch nemesis. Just brace yourselves for it now. Yeah. I'm going to preemptively play the uh, drop-in. Because uh, you, you just damn right know it's going to happen. Because there yeah. she is right now, getting ready to tip over 1,000 million DVDs. Yeah. She is... A whirlwind of, what is that? I want to touch it and then throw it. (laughs) Immediately before the show, she found probably the heaviest object and now has fallen. And can't get up. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Welcome to the show. It was completely silent for 15 minutes. Oh, oh, absolutely. You arrived. She merely regarded you gently. Hello there. And now... And then now, the handoff came through the IRC, and she found the long metal bludgeoning object and discovered the horizontal surface of the table. Yeah, it's it's, it's out rearing. Oh, my. Thank you, and welcome to my life. Yep. Oh, so, well. here we are, returning to the airways after a week off when we were scattered to the four winds. Um, now we're merely scattered to the three out of five winds yeah, right now. Exactly. <laughs> be afraid. Be very afraid. And over this weekend has been conducted the latest BlizzCon. Yes, it has. Uh, actually, before we go any further, and I am an even worse host than usual, 
If you are joining us in Internet Relay Chat, we have a producer lurking there in the form of the If you have something you wish to bring to your two hosts' attention during the show, please do not PM us directly. You'll be summarily ignored, because if we stare into the black void, the black void stares back at us, and we do really, really lousier-than-usual radio. Please send a PM to the aforementioned Barry VA, and he will let us know. You can also email the show at the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com, and or ch at vtwproductions.com. It's all the same box. Mm-hmm. So anyway. So yeah, BlizzCon. Yeah, that um, that thing that we went to once yeah, years ago. <laughs> this thing in the place with the guy. Yeah. Uh, so um, it turns out that joke uh, from earlier in the year, not not yeah. so much of a joke as it turns out. Kind of kind of shocking to me that they went with Mists of Pandera as their next expansion. their next expansion when they have some of their biggest competition coming up within the next year that we've seen since pretty much the inception of WoW, I yeah. would say. I don't, I don't know of anything that's rivaled the, the at least the hype-wise that uh, Star Wars has gotten. And then there's a growing following for things like Guild Wars 2. Yep. And you have a lot of games that were previously out that suddenly have gone free-to-play. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. I'm not on top of my drum. Yeah. such a fail. There you go. Talk amongst yourself yes. for a moment. I'll be right back. Okay. So, um, I mean, we've seen City of Heroes move free-to-play. We've seen uh, Lord of the Rings Online, DDO. There's been enough stuff out there that has started to bleed their uh, player base. And they've also, you know, even during Wrath and Cataclysm, it, there was a lot of talk that their player base had plateaued. So they come out with Mists of Pandera, which basically adds a panda character class, the Pandarans who are brewers and Chinese kind of based, uh, or at least Asian based um, and they've added them into the game they've added the monk class which is going to be... Playable only on Pandarans Oh, they've only they limited to just Actually, them? I'm not so sure about that. I thought they actually were opening that up to some other classes but the Pandarans themselves have uh, at least a unique me- mechanic to them that they only... They don't start with a faction. They start off neutral to both factions, and I guess level 10, they're going to be able to pick one way or another if they're going to go alliance and horde. However, once they make that choice, the Pandarans no longer can communicate with each other. And I'm not sure what the uh, reasoning behind that was, if anybody in the Black Void has any insight. I didn't. Uh, from what I've read, it was more just we don't have a good storyline reason and alliance and horde can't talk, so... Even if you're both Pandarans, you both speak the same language. Sorry, at level 10, you guys lose the ability to talk to each other. So, aside from those major announcements, that that was it. At least that's what the major things I've gotten from the expansion announcement. Pandarans, Monk class. Monk class is going to have some unique... Uh, totally redesigned combat system. Combat system to it that's going to be very reactive to what the enemies are doing to you, and then you no gonna... auto attack. So oh, really, no yeah. auto attack. Okay, so that's good. Very, something very much like the EQ monk. Uh, yeah, EQ monks had auto. At- no, EQ monks were very had all the well, they had all their special move buttons you could do of that, that were all roughly the same. Basically, you yeah, EQ monk, you turned on auto attack and you hit whatever your best special move button is. Eventually, they did expand it to where you had maybe to think between which special move button am I going to use. But in general, EQ's combat was never what I would call robust. robust. <laughs> 
Hey, they were first to market. What can you say? Yeah, exactly. No, it has, I mean, I've been dicking around on a monk funny enough lately. So, um, so you have those things. But what else did we get out of this announcement? Uh, the BlizzCon, the other big deal was they have their new all-inclusive pass. Where you basically plunk, plunk down an right. annual fee and get unlimited access to World of Warcraft. And they'll also give you a free copy of Diablo 3 right. as part of that. So they're really trying to amp up the, um, let's see, subscription idea. Like oh, we we sure. re- really like your money up front because we see our doom on the horizon coming in the form of, you're going to send your money elsewhere soon because there's some really sexy games coming, so let's get you to commit right now. But actually, you know, dollars for dollars is a pretty damn good deal mm-hmm. for what you get compared to what you would pay to normally subscribe to the MMO portion and also go buy yourself a super-duper copy of uh, Diablo 3. Yeah, yeah. It's it Actually, that one did look like a good deal um, if you were planning on playing WoW for the rest of the year. Right. Uh, it works out really well in your favor. And especially, I'm sure they're also looking at it because Diablo itself is only going to make money, well, initially off the sale of the game, right. and then they're cut on auction the auction, sales yes. because there is no monthly fee for Diablo. Those are just Battle.net-hosted servers, right. much like uh, StarCraft Two. No, it's all downloadable content and add-ons right. is their revenue model there. So Diablo Three. Freebie with the Super Duper annual pass. A neat twist to it is they don't actually demand you pay the money up front. You can still pay month to month, mm. but you will be you'll be inking a little agreement that says I will be paying for the entire year. Oh, okay. So early termination fees may apply. It's like a cell phone exactly. provider. Awesome. They, yes, Blizzard is now entering telecommunications. They're they're the new T-Mobile. Jeez. Oh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Super Duper pass. Something that was glaringly missing, again, were any revelations yeah. about the mystery MMO. Yeah, still nothing. How the hell long are you going to keep this a mystery, guys? Yeah, I was expecting some sort of announcement on I mean, something to be a thunder-stealing announcement to really put the ball back in their court as, uh, as the premier MMO. And... It was a little lacking. I mean, they did announce an expansion. It wasn't the one that I think people, I think a lot more people were, would be interested in an Emerald Nightmare expansion. Right. Um, so you had that. A beautiful Diablo 3 cinematic, though, came out. Uh, that was really awesome. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, that was, I mean, and it's, in it's, typical it's Blizzard Diablo's, form. yeah, cinematics. They're always really impressive, and this one was no exception. They had um, another StarCraft 2 cinematic as well. Oh, did they? For, okay. uh, oh, um, Heart of the Heart of the Swarm. swarm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and up to their usual OMG, why is Blizzard not doing movies for a living kind of a standard? Um, that you know that department just routinely churns out jaw-droppingly beautiful oh, yeah. uh, stuff. Um, so we had, you know, real soon now, you know, for, for Diablo 3, precisely whenever it's ready. Right, of course. Um which you know, is at once annoying and reaffirming of their of their design process. Mm-hmm. No mention really of you know whatever Titan may be. Right. Um, you know, not a lot of movement. No. Elsewhere, it was, it was a, a kind of a. I was surprised because historically they've always had something big to say, and I guess technically the expansion for WoW is big enough to require a BlizzCon. 
And I was really, really expecting some kind of whisper. Uh, and the whole Titan thing makes me wonder, either they're supremely confident or they're worried. Yeah. Either they don't feel like they need to show the world because they know that when they do show the world, it's going to be so unbelievably impressive that they don't need to sweat it. Or they're having a Lord of the Clans kind of moment or a StarCraft <laughs> ghost kind of moment of, uh-oh. We're not, we're not hitting the right mark right. here. We've somehow drifted off course. Yeah. Or yeah. we're putting out something that some other company is about to do right. before Or, we or someone it. has beaten yeah. us to market or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's possible. I mean, I, and I'm surprised there wasn't more pressure from their publisher, Activision, to make this bigger announcements because right. a lot of ink has gone out lately about the fact that Activision really right now has two IPs. Mm-hmm. It has what I mean, it has Blizzard and all and the three major games they produce, right? And Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And Call of Duty right now is about to hit the you know litmus test of can it survive next week's Battlefield Three uh-huh. launch versus its launch in uh, early November uh, for Modern Warfare Three, which is not going to be built by the team that made one or two. Right. So, so that's a huge question mark. There is you know, will the standards still be there, or will this will this either be a, a brave new direction? Mm-hmm. And it's wow, this is totally different to what came before, but it's super sexy in its own way. Or is it, wow, this is a pale imitation of what has gone before, and the shark has been jumped, the fridge has been nuked, and yeah. what's the next thing we're going to play instead? And especially since they're doing it as a brand new IP, it's not based on anything right. out there that we know of, so it, you need even more of an attention grabber. You know, Star Wars is like, it's Star, Star Wars, Wars! And hopefully you know, they did it right this there's time! There's some lightsabers! And you at least have, you know, probably 400,000 subscribers right yep. there without, you know, anything more even needing to be shown or said. So. I mean, they do have the Star Wars Galaxy debacle to overcome. But they yeah. can at least can say, it's Star Wars, it's not Galaxies, it's not <laughs> Sony Online Entertainment, and it's set in the Old Republic era. Yeah, and we're BioWare. And we're we BioFreakingWare. We have a good track record, so yeah, you'll, you'll at least give us a year of your time, right. most likely, to, to see if this sucks or not. Yeah, so here, here's hoping. Yes. But yeah, just not, not hearing even a peep about... Uh, the super secret MMO. Just, no. mm, it's getting annoying for yeah. one thing because because I've you know finally it took me a lot of years but I finally reached my decision gauge on WoW and, right. and haven't felt the slightest urge to look back and and the announcement from BlizzCon is didn't cemented didn't <laughs> got out at the right time. All right. Yeah. It's like ooh, not not looking forward to that one. Well, it's just also simply what's going on in my life. It's not like I replaced my WoW time with other gaming time. It, it was consumed by the rest of my life over the last little bit. And for the foreseeable couple of months here, I'm still going to be playing catch-up in a lot of ways. So it's probably yeah. just as well that uh, I don't have an MMO in my life right now. Because come December, uh, was it 20th or 22nd? I forget which it was. On uh, it's the 20th now. 20th. They moved it back to the 20th. Okay. Uh, at least for Go Live. No word yet exactly when early access starts. I have you know hopes to have all my ducks in a row yeah. and stuff dealt with so that I can dive into Old Republic and, and give it what for when it becomes available. Yeah. There's a lot of games between now and the 20th that I want to play. That See, are... you're, you're a much more dedicated gamer than <laughs> I, and you're also your child as a teenager. Yes. Uh, who can play with you. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to those days. Yeah. Uh, but they're not here yet. Well, see, not only do I have a child that plays and also has a birthday coming up, which means we'll be an infusion. You'll be of getting games. air quotes him, yeah, and air quotes him uh, games. 
but I also have a wife that's going to be taking two weeks off that's been very interested in having games around the house to play. So one of the things, and I don't know if this is the right segment, but we'll figure out where to talk about this, <laughs> is I talked to Brady Games, and they're like, hey, would you like to review a copy of the Arkham City Strategy Guide? And I'm like, sure. Bring I'd it. love to review a copy of that. And Friend like, used to write for them. And then they're like, hey, would you like to review our app for the iPad? I'm like, Sure, sure, I'd love to review your app for the iPad that tracks everything. And then, you know, Dax at that point goes, maybe we should actually get the game. Hey! <laughs> it's like, all right. So he picked up Arkham City yesterday and got maybe an hour of game time on it last night. How does it hold up against Asylum? Oh, it's incredible. It's, it's, it is an it's evolutionary everything step and more. But, but much, much more. Um, almost to and you know, sometimes strategy guides, I feel, are kind of like why would i not just go to gamefacts.com right. or do something like that where i if i need to look something up it's very easy for me to do so on the internet in this case they almost are a little too minimalistic there is no instruction manual the game itself kind of throws especially if you're playing with the catwoman downloaded content you are immediately thrown into a fight off you like, go right off the bat Start and there's a little button. thing on the screen that says push x and it's like <laughs> Okay, and then, <laughs> and then like, what? And I mean, you're my. I beat all of Arkham uh, Asylum, so it's kind of like, okay, this is starting to come back to me what I'm doing. Well, you see, if if they're going with the Catwoman from the post fifty two reboot DC universe, mm-hmm. you only need one button. You press X, she takes off her top and has sex with Batman. Oh, okay. Well, that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it has in the comic. But okay. So in this so case, obviously no, they're using using is... pre pre reformat Catwoman because oh how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, yeah. It's she's got a whip and you know she's very acrobatic. It's it's the same Catwoman. type of fight, but it's it one of those things like okay, throws you in, and then Batman's kind of the same way. It's like you're just going. Let's let's get this game. You know, a quick blurb of hey, you might want to use this weapon, and that's and it. Then so. Go. You know, reading through the strategy guide, it's like, okay, now I can kind of get a sense of what all my abilities are. Because you start off with a decent amount of stuff. And then, of course, it has a, a RPG element where you level and then you can pick what gadgets or abilities you want to put it into. A hugely expanded cast of characters. Um, from reviews I've read, it loosely follows Nightfall, which was a series of Batman from the early 90s. Um, but it's an interesting story, and plus even just getting the backstory on it. So the guide itself has been supremely helpful, just getting me grounded in what's going on. I haven't seen the app yet, but we did use a similar app from them for Dead Island, Mm -hmm, which is just an awesome achievement tracker. So, again, this is something... Just to make sure you don't miss a single piece of content. Yeah, and I think, I mean, if, you know, the iPad shines in that, and I'm sure a phone will work just as well, but the iPad for the large screen, you can bring up a map, and you can check off exactly what... I picked up this trophy, I haven't picked up that trophy. It works really, really well for for that purpose if you're a completionist and you're somebody who wants to get through everything that the game has to offer. I mean, to me, the strategy guides have always had a place of... Stopping gamers' remorse, meaning you start building a character, especially where it's a game with talent trees yeah. or choices that irrevocably alter the gameplay. Right. And the first time you go through, if you just play the game, you don't understand the consequences of those decisions. Yes. And you may wind up with a build that doesn't fit your preferred gameplay style. Right. If you take the time to read the strat guide, well, okay, so here's how the game engine works in this universe. You're going to be faced with this choice where you choose ranged or melee or whatever, and here are the consequences further down the line. It's like, oh, yeah. and you can choose appropriately earlier just to have that much more fun. Now, if you want to play the hell out of the game 
and replay all the different variations, mm-hmm. then who cares? Well, Just dive in. And like this, like a lot of games I've seen, this one includes a kind of plus mode to it. So once you've beaten the game, you can go back and play again with all your experience and all your equipment. The enemies are tougher, but basically if you want to be a completionist and find all the stuff, you have to do it that way because there's sections in the early part that you have to have equipment that you don't get till later to actually access. And actually you just have diverted me back to the BlizzCon announcements there. Yeah. One of the changes they are proposing for the new expansion, it's about two expansions too late for me, mm-hmm. but five-man challenge mode. So basically a difficulty setting beyond heroic oh. for the five-man dungeons. Supremely difficult. You, you, know, you really have to have your team on their toes hmm. with rewards of a consummate level. Right. So finally truly challenging five-man content that you can work with you and your four close friends who work well together right. without having to put a raid together and still feel like you're accomplishing something. Well, that's good. And it's, it's basically just, two expansions too late for just, me. Yeah. I was hoping they would have had back in you know, Wrath, maybe. Yeah. It would have fit well there, considering uh, that kind of killed the five-man. So, yeah, it would have made it a little bit better. Uh, with uh, with that level of, of difficulty on it, yeah. Because I mean, first of all, they introduced heroics, and we and this is what they thought heroic. We thought heroics would be the first time around, and heroics in BC were mostly that. We're like, hey, this, this is kind of cool, and heroics in Wrath were uh, unbelievably no laughable, yeah. and in Cataclysm, not a whole, a little better, a little, a little more challenging, better. and the gear distribution. You weren't getting epics for heroics anymore, which I thought was correct. Yeah. You simply got one item level higher version of the blue, which I thought was perfect itemization, which mm-hmm. is what I had it only all I ever wanted from heroics to begin with. Right. So they at least weaned us off of our desire of that, feeling entitled to purple pixels. Yeah, you have to have your entire character in purple, or you know you got issues. Right. So that at least was you know dealt with with the itemization in uh, Cataclysm. Yeah. But now the idea of you've got regular, which is face roll mode, so you see the content mode. Everyone can get in there, and yay, right. I saw the boss. Heroic, more challenging, bump up an item level, get the better blues, and then challenge mode, throw your forehead against it repeatedly for several evenings, finally figure out the mechanics, and walk out with your cherished purple at the end saying, I worked for this, because yeah. that was freaking hard. Well, that's good. That, to me, is a good uh, game design decision. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it actually pans out, if it ever you know, gets nerfed into the ground, or if they stand their ground and say, no, this is challenge mode. We gave you regular mode, which if you can't do, you shouldn't be playing. We give you heroics that aren't really all that heroic, and you aren't entitled to get challenge mode gear unless you're good enough to pass a challenge mode. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully. We'll keep an eye on that later. And when, I'm not sure when that's projected to release. I know that the, the Deathwing patch that they put in was the last big patch for Cataclysm. So they're on, on schedule, I'd say, for a spring or summer launch of uh, Kung Fu Panda. Hmm. Eh. See. Oh, and that was the other big thing. But um, We can't call them non-combat pets anymore. Oh, yeah, I heard something about, like, Pokemon, they fight each other now, You can have battle arenas for your companion pets. Oh, my God, basically Pokemon. Uh, Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That hot on the heels of them offering uh, a non-combat, excuse me, a a companion pet, can't call them non-combat pets anymore for much longer, companion pet for sale through the Real Money store. 
that was bind and equip. Oh, really? So basically a backhanded uh, FU at the gold farmers. Yeah. Saying, oh, we're going to let people spend money on this item, which they can then turn around and auction for, depending on the economy on the server, probably a fairly significant chunk of gold. Uh huh. So it also allows people the option to get the pet either by farming in-game yeah. or spending real-life money. I actually kind of like that approach of you can get it either way. If you are a purist and say, I will never spend real-life money, like, you know, me, yeah. on these things, but wouldn't mind having one and are worried, willing to work your tail off in-game for virtual gold, then you will have it available to you via both methods. Hmm, be... And also a kick in the shins to the gold farming companies. Well, it depends. I mean, that'll be an interesting, bal- you know, economic problem in that you may have times where it's cheaper to go out and buy gold than it is yes. to buy the pet. I'm not saying it's a perfect solution. <laughs> yeah. I'm merely saying it's something that they're trying. It's a, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I mean, a lot of that, uh, you know, of course, the auction house in Diablo 3, everything is basically, to me, Blizzard basically saying, we're not sure, we can't stop them. So we're going to we're figure out ways them. to marginalize them, and oh look, we're going to make money off it too. But nonetheless, that's their the new solution is we you know you can't beat them, so we might as well just do it better. Yeah, <laughs> actually, uh, Scott Johnson over at Extra Life did a great comic about this where they have the three panel comic. Mm-hmm. First one is one guy discussing the auction house saying, "Well, you know, I understand the idea of you know if I find some gear in the game that I can't use on my character, I can sell it for some uh, real life money." Right. And the other one guy, other guy saying, "Well, I, I just won't in, in participate in that at all. Uh, so I'll just ignore it. It won't affect my gameplay at all. Yeah. So what do I care?" And the third one is just the, this guy's eyes sticking out of a pile of money, and the title over the top is Blizzard Entertainment. Going, exactly. Everybody wins. Yeah, no kidding. Especially. Blizzard. Especially Blizzard. And Bobby Kotick. Oh, yeah. Activision. Six million dollars. But I digress. All right. (laughs) We've come up against our first break. Um, Obvious choice is obvious, uh, considering our listening crowd is our call-in topic will be, what has your reaction been to the various bits of information coming out of this year's BlizzCon in Anaheim, California? If you got to go, we definitely want to hear uh, what your experiences were like. We did not get to go this year because, well, we're, we're cheap and old and tired and nobody sent us free passes looking at you, Blizzard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn you. I'm sorry. Was that Matt Loud Voice? Free passes, free hotel room, free... <laughs> yeah. it, know, it, at this point meals. in my financial life, it would need to be yeah. free everything. So. Um, so we would like to hear from you in the final segment of the show via Skype. What your either your experiences at BlizzCon, if you were fortunate enough to go, or just what your reactions are to any specific tidbits of news that have come out of uh, BlizzCon this go-round. You are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio. Visit us on the web, vtwproductions.com. Check out the Shows tab at the top of the page. Check out all the fine shows you'll find there. You will be glad that you did. And there may or may not be a test show appearing there sometime in the new future. Dramatic foreshadowing. Dun, dun, dun. We have an episode here of Northwind News from the great and powerful Amelia Overbay Day. This one is clocking in around 2 minutes, 32 seconds. And we'll be back. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. 
Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. Welcome to Northrend News, a proud partner of Casually Hardcore on vtwproductions.com. In today's top story, Hallow's End has once again come to Azeroth, bringing with it the usual crowd of ghouls and goblins, and the Azerothian Safety Commission has its hands full trying to keep the tricks from outweighing the treats. Air crossing guards have been installed at all major transportation hubs from Dalaran to Shatrath in an attempt to manage the hordes of would-be witches atop the holiday's magical brooms. And a squad of specially trained volunteer monster killers from the Horde and Alliance has been mobilized across Kalimdor and the Eastern Kingdoms in an attempt to keep the roads clear for low-level adventurers keen on completing their tricks and treats of Azeroth achievements. The holiday has had a profound effect on businesses throughout all major trade centers. The mages of Dalaran have noted a 3,000% increase in the sales of pointed hats and the black cat polymorph spell, while the Nurmagen Repair Brigade has announced that it will be closing up shop for the next two weeks until the threat of black cats walking under their ladders has passed. And in an unprecedented change of events, aided by the Witches of Gilneas, the cackling hags of Stormwind have grown powerful enough to rival the Forsaken. Stink bombs are raining down on Lordaeron and Stormwind, and the ASC has advised residents in those cities to remain indoors with the windows closed until the holiday is over. Meanwhile, at the Northrend News headquarters, a permanent portal has been opened connecting Northrend with Middle-Earth, and it looks like the denizens of Azeroth aren't the only ones celebrating the season. Our intrepid reporters, Blinky and Vixen, report that there are a number of activities which would-be adventurers can partake of, all focused around the party tree near Bag End in the Shire. Adventurers of any level can try their luck bobbing for apples, playing tricks on the hobbits nearby, or participating in the regional pub crawl, an event sure to drink even the hardiest of dwarves under the table. And the bravest of souls can even take a venture into the haunted cellars of Bag End. But be warned, once you've gone in there, you might never come out! From the thump in the attic to the ghoul in the basement, this is Northrend News. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Bow down before me. No? Nope. No, damn it. Sorry. <sighs> what is wrong with you people, I tell you? Hmm. So, we left off when we were... Um, Kind of perusing the interesting yeah. uh, releases from BlizzCon. Yeah, we've had, you know, BlizzCon, obviously that's going to be our call-in topic, so right. please give us a call via Skype in our fourth segment. With any news, our feelings or reactions, if or you've been, or... OMG, WTF, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, outside of that, though, there's been a 
bevy of other gaming stuff. We mentioned Arkham City obviously came out. That was the big release of last week. Right. Um, There's one every damn week until the end yeah, of the year. Yeah, exactly. Point. And Battlefield 3 would be the next one uh, next week. And You're doomed. Yeah, exactly. I already have that one. And then in two weeks I get a Skyrim, which will just take me nicely. And Give me a hug before you go. Yeah. Towards uh, Star Wars. Um, but aside from that, we've also... Daxa picked up a DSi. To oh, really? take her... You know, she wanted something she could do over the next couple of weeks. So the DSi or the DSi XL? Uh, I don't know. Actually, because I bought it from a friend. Okay. So a friend of mine is like, I don't play my DS uh, anymore. And it's it's big. Okay, so, so it's probably the XL edition. Yeah, it's, it's really big. Um, she's loving it because... She came with a lot of games and a lot of... She has cooked sushi. She has managed hotels. She She's has, done Cooking Mama. Oh, Cooking Mama. Oh, no, we got Cooking Mama, Cake Mama, Sushi Chef, <laughs> Sushi Gotta Go. I mean, there's everything under the sun on there. And then we just uh, got her the Kirby Mass Attack for it. So that has become like, no matter what we're doing, she has the... the I mean, DS Kirby her. Mass Attack, I mean... It's Kirby, for yeah. one thing. But just the idea of 10 million Kirby's. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about Kirby is you look at it, if you never played games, you look at Kirby and go, oh, my God, that's a game for, like, a four-year-old. That's the I would never play that. Until you play it. Until you play it. Kirby games, throughout all their various platforms are always solid, and they always are progressive. They always try new things in it. Yeah. And, they did the epic yarn thing last yeah. year. And now they have him mass attack. He doesn't suck things. I mean, they're always changing the formula, but they're always very... Kirby doesn't suck anymore? He doesn't suck anymore. Oh, God. <laughs> he may not blow anymore, either. <laughs> it's horrible. Gone from suck to blow. Yeah, exactly. 1-800-Druidy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, just as a complete side there, not everything that Netflix streaming brings you is a good thing. Mm. Um, I stumbled across the short-lived, and I know why it was short-lived, yeah. Spaceballs, the animated series. Oh, my God. I didn't know. Uh, no, I don't think I even knew about and that. And there's a reason why. <laughs> yeah. Part of it was, there was a good chunk of it was simply retelling the movie, but badly. Um, yeah, it was um, just not great. Not good. Yeah, so that's what Suck to Blow brought to mind. Like, nah. <laughs> well, all right, so if we're going to go Netflix, we're going to get back to gaming here because i got yes. a, lot of, a lot of gaming stuff to talk about. But Netflix, so I tried out Torchwood. Now, maybe four or five episodes in. Which Torchwood? The original the series? Well, I mean, they're, they're... I don't know. It's just episode one on Netflix. Is that where you're meeting Gwen? Stacey? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not Gwen Stacy. It's from Spider-Man. Yeah. Gwen, though. Yeah. Gwen, the gap tooth wonder. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think she, for me, embodies everything about my feelings for the series up to this point. There are times she looks incredibly hot. Mm -hmm. And then there's times you're like, oh, no. I'm not and, British enough to like that. basically sums up my feelings on Torchwood. There are times where I'm like, this show is really good. I like what they're doing. And then there's other times where I'm like, Oh, this is so bad. Why is it so bad? <laughs> the they did you have some missteps in their original series there. Um Torchwood's an interesting critter because you have yeah. their original series run and then they had just their special Children of Earth. Okay. One of the most brutal miniseries you will ever see on television. Okay. And I highly recommend watching just understand that it's gonna yeah. kick you in the teeth repeatedly. Okay. And pulls zero punches. Yeah. Basically looks at, you know, how would humanity react if uh superior technology race came along and demanded large numbers of our children. Oh. 
and the answer is humanity would not react well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's kind of a brutally honest look at how we re- react and you know, how the, the small group tries to fight against it. Right. And um, the ending is viciously brutal. Um, but it's, it, is some, it is some storytelling like you're n- really not used to seeing on television. Yeah. And it's also a very big, a fairly large departure from what Torchwood had been up to that point. Okay. And then this year they did, in conjunction with Stars, they did Miracle Day, uh-huh. which dragged on a bit, but was still some interesting storytelling. It wasn't up to the same standards as uh, Children of Earth. Okay. But was still... You know, not not, not your typical. It had its moments. There were some standout episodes, but the, some of the other episodes, like you're experiencing now, were like, huh? why? Yeah, I remember last week being so good. What was? Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's been odd, but I'm I'm kind of sticking with it. It's something I kind of have on do, in the background. I'm trying to it. to get through and see if I can form a, a solid opinion on it. And I swear to God, the Captain Jack, Captain Jack Harkness, yeah, Harkness. Went to basically, they said we need an American. Who's the most American we can think of? Tom Cruise. Act like Tom Cruise, and that's exactly how he acts. Like you watch him, he's dead on like Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise. Yeah, but with Jay Leno's chin. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. So it's been it's been interesting. Um, other t- notable things I found on there: Party Down, very funny episodic uh, series that was on stars really about a catering company in Hollywood that does a lot of very strange star t- you know actors is it movies. reality TV or no no okay. it's 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 sketch comedy and it has a lot of gotcha uh, from the first season to the second season they change out some of the characters but it's it's pretty it's very dry humor but it, it's been really good um, and I don't know if I talked about it last time but if they have only the first season of the league on there the league is about a group of people that play fantasy football. You I've do not need to that. watch fan. You do not need to know anything about fantasy to, football to enjoy this. To enjoy this show, it okay. is one of the most raunchiest shows I've ever seen. Like jaw dropping raunchy, but it is really really okay, funny. I will, Unfortunately, I will get that in there. They only have the first, first season. season, but it's still it's worth a watch. Copy in the black void is making a very important observation about Captain yes. Jack Harkness, which is Harkness is an omnisexual, and oh my god, yes, um, species. Gender orientation, <laughs> no barriers to this man. Um, well, that's true. About I mean, in four episodes, I've had you know girl on girl. Mm-hmm. We've had guy with guy and girl. Mm-hmm. We've had everybody. I mean, there it, it's very loose. <laughs> yes, very very loose. Uh, definitely more progressive than your average American television. Yeah, no kidding. But Captain Jack, in particular, as the series progresses, you he will, will you will meet some of his old flames. Mm. Um, one of them played by James Marsters. Oh, nice. Yes, right on. Um, and you know, my my percentage on the scale of hetero to homo, I, I do land firmly on the yeah. hetero side. They were hot together. <laughs> nice. Even I felt that so i think we need a speaking as a gay man drop speaking in. as a gay yeah. man yes exactly <laughs> no speaking as a straight Big man, man yeah. those two men were hot together wow yeah well you can you can pull it off but yeah all right, and all right. that's well, something we'll that, that they play on repeatedly is basically if it moves it's a potential um partner for him yeah, okay so coming back to gaming. let's go back to gaming um one of the things that happened here in phoenix we had our own little gaming con mm-hmm. uh devastation yes which uh Aridin, my son went to and we've determined between Dax and I that anytime we go to a con, 
it's worth it. We come out ahead if we bring him along. He made over three hundred. <laughs> he did that at BlizzCon. I know. It's the It's every con he goes to. He comes out with like this. Like every day, it was like, pick me up. I got all. I got a keyboard. I got a mouse. I got a headset. <laughs> I got this controller. I won this gift card. I got the. I mean, it was like, oh my god. And the same thing, yeah, from BlizzCon. He went in. He played the games. Um, he did pretty well in Gears of War three. Um, but it was one of those like you just get he you know he was alone, so he went in and just randomly got four people mm-hmm. and started playing. And he basically got them to the second round, <laughs> and then they they fell apart. Um, but he just hung out there, and, and it was nice to see that Phoenix is at least getting something like this. It was at the convention center yeah, downtown. Uh, well, I mean, we've, we've seen the evolution up close yeah. of the Comic-Con. Right. And actually, I, I ran into one of the other uh, volunteer organizers uh, at the Doctors with Nemesis the other day. And while our, our various kids were off doing their thing, we were just talking Comic-Con. It's looking to be even... Bigger, yeah. They're, 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 they're continuing their upward trend. Yeah. It, well, I mean, last year we were, I think everybody, when we went there, we were very impressed. Damn. It was big. It had a bevy of panels going on. Yeah, it too, had, too damn many panels. Yeah. I want to go to all of them. A ton of stuff. And you really got the sense, though, that it was very focused on the fans, um, which I know is a complaint of the San Diego one. Is yeah, that it's, it's very gotten a little marketing. too large. And yeah. hopefully we, we can stave that off as long as possible. But yeah. I think part of the side effect is the kinds of people that come to town for something like Phoenix Comic Con may be running other conventions or, in this case, the uh, the gaming convention. Yeah. So they may say, hey, Phoenix is yeah, and not, maybe not a bad place to do this. They got a good turnout for it. Um, so it went really well. He enjoyed it. Um, I only saw it from the outside because it was basically drive down, drop him off. <laughs> and, <laughs> Run and, along, uh, have fun, yeah, bye-bye. Go, go kill a lot of things. Um, Mommy and I are going to go home and have lots of sex. I mean, <laughs> um, my out loud voice again, damn it. Yeah. So... That that was really cool though. He ended up with a very nice Steel Series keyboard, mouse, and headset combination, which he of course promptly just went, "Ah, oh, it's cool. I'm gonna go play my Xbox." <laughs> it's like, eh, well, well, maybe when Star Wars comes out, I'll like, see some <laughs> use. Um, so yeah, that was really neat and and good to see for uh, for Phoenix uh, getting that uh, in town. I know the um, they did the Fellowship of the Ring. Um, orchestral symphonic series mm-hmm. premiered here in the last couple of weeks. Oh, really? Oh, good. So just you know, first stop on their tour. Oh, cool. Um, so, you know, looking back, like I wish we could found a way to do that because the music, um, I love the music yeah. from you know, the Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings series. Yeah. But yeah, it started up here. So that, that kind of thing seems to be taking root here, which in case of our very selfish outlook on life is, oh, yeah! It's easy <laughs> to get to. More of that. <laughs> yeah. More. So, and apparently he also took some video, so we we're going to try to post that up on the site. Um, awesome. They had uh, uh, some gameplay for the Halo. Uh, a lot of, uh, they had like their, kind of what they did at PAX where they had that little Halo right. fest thing. They had a much smaller version of this. Um, so we'll have to take a look and try to get that up. Additionally, on Twitter... A little offhand comment from our friend Total Biscuit mm-hmm. was uh, around the fact that he goes, you know, iPads to me would be awesome if they had uh, TCGs on it or trading right. card games. Seems uh, like a perfect I'd platform. love to have WoW on it, but luckily Shadow Era is really good. So I went, well, I wonder what Shadow Era is. So I picked that up. It's a free game. You can download it. You get a whatever hero interests you, you can get their starter deck, basically. Okay. And you get to play, and you can play against the AI. You can play against... Uh, 
actual live opponents. Against the AI, you, you earn experience and you earn money, and the gold you earn can be used to buy more cards. Ah. And they also have some other options. You can actually you know, spend money and actually just buy the in-game currency if you want to get your cards faster. But it's a pretty robust game. I've been playing it pretty much nonstop for the last four days. Um, Sh- spell the, spell it's the name? Shadow Era. So E R A. Okay. Um, All one word or two separate no, words? No, it's two separate words. Okay. Uh, very, you know, you can find it on the App Store. Uh, there's also a PC and a Mac version of it. And there's Can you a, play between platforms? I don't know. Okay, well, I haven't che- I've just been playing around with the. Uh, just against the AI on my on my iPad, and the only thing I've run into is that for some reason, if I face a hunter hero, it sometimes it will lock my game for whatever reason. But other than that, everything else has been fine. I don't know so what it is about no hunters, hunter. huh? yeah, and I can't fight hunters. Um, but yeah, it's you know pretty yeah, over two hundred cards. I think they have out for it right now. The artwork is very uh, well done. The game itself looks pretty simple. It's basically a magic type game, but it adds a couple interesting twists. Your resources, you have to sacrifice your cards to give yourself resource. So whatever your hand is, you have to choose which card am I not going to use. And use as something to summon my other crit- critters, and it's the normal. Though you each have a hero, you're trying to kill the opposing hero to win the game. Um, but looks simple, very easy to pick up and start playing. Lots of depth there. I've been reading on their forums and stuff. There's a lot of interaction. You know, what type of deck do I play? The various uh, overall, you know, themes to deck. So it's, I mean. The iPad, it's one of those things where you just go, aha, this is one of those genres this device was made for. You would for. think. Yeah. When, you, when you stop and think about it, oh, gee, I have a playing surface here where I could illustrate some gorgeous cards yeah. in high resolution. Hmm. Huh. Perhaps we should get right on that. And it'll keep track of all the math and you know all right. the abilities and it has the rules built into it so you don't have to go, well, what does this rule mean? Let me open this and show you. It's, it's just there. Math. Yeah. Very nice. So very cool uh, find for the iPad. I really enjoy that quite a bit. I shall have to get right on that. Yeah, yeah. So it's... you can hand me my ass because I don't play TCGs. <laughs> exactly. You feel good about yourself. Yeah, I don't need you for that. I'll just nip off and <laughs> shoot myself. <laughs> so has, uh, I know she's not here to state, but has Iolite been keeping up with Bioshock at all? Ah! Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's continued. Well, she was in Florida for most of the week. Oh, okay. Uh, she returned late Thursday, so a little bit this weekend she's been able to get in front of the machine and play some more Bioshock and be terrified by it and otherwise enjoying the role-playing aspect, not enjoying the how effectively they are manipulating her senses. She's really a perfect candidate for being manipulated by good sound design oh, yeah. um, and disturbing imagery, mm. and you know, she, she really reacts to the startlement and so but the she really the, the sound design gets under her skin particularly yeah she just is really receptive to it oh wow to the point where she's like kind of inching the volume level down it's like <laughs> i can't handle of course playing it in the brightly lit room yeah <laughs> leaning back from the big screen um but yeah she's uh continuing to have a good time yeah, that's... people enjoy this yes people enjoy it dear yeah see that that one i mean i i, I never felt you know, super tense on on Bioshock, especially like I think I mentioned this when we were talking about it, is that eventually you get so powerful that it's like she's not there yet. <laughs> you know, you're gonna scream at me, light yourself on fire, now run away. She really, you know, she's exploring. She's not a linear player, right? I mean, she's not you know charging through the next portal into the next area just because it's there. That's good. Um, 
She more like she wants to soak Let's things up and yeah, kind of yeah. wants to avoid the next big shock. So I'm going to look around here. Yeah, I know they're obviously guiding me into that doorway, but we're not seeing that right now. And, oh, look over here. This is shiny thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. So she's having fun, and hey, play it however the heck you want. Yeah, yeah, no deal. Um, yeah. I tried to dust off City of Heroes. I did, too. And I can't get the play right on my machine. Hmm. The frame rate is absolutely atrocious. Really? And it's a way better machine than I ever played it on before. I don't know if it's because I'm on a 64-bit operating system now or some kind of weird driver conflict or something, oh. but my, my play was really way choppy, and so I really couldn't get rolling on that. Not that I had a whole ton of time yeah. anyway, but... Um, well, I know we we tried to to fire that up, and it ended up we couldn't remember what Dax's account was. I just opened a new one. And so she opened a new one, but it limited, and of course she couldn't play the class. She was like, oh, I want to play a pet class. And it's like, no, you have to buy this. Of course. uh, Whereas mine, I had a lot of classes unlocked because I still remembered my old... Account, so I went in there and I dinked around, and I, you know, with the character creator, I can spend hours on that. Yeah, I did thing. spend a lot of time rebuilding my primary character, uh, a brawler. So. Yeah, so I mean, I went through and I dinked around, dinked around, dinked around. I think I logged him in, played through like the first bit of the tutorial, right. and I went, "All right, that was enough for me." <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of sums up my entire City of Heroes experience. Yeah, Tons of times with character creator, and then the gameplay yeah, is just like, like uh, not so much. Yawn. All right, I'm done with this. I'm going to move on to you know go back to gear. Or, or something, which, um, which still is, you know, if you're at all in uh, to console gaming, I and co- and cooperative play, I haven't seen a game that does cooperative better than Gears, and I can't remember how long. It's still something that night, you know, nightly or at least three or four times a week, I'm getting together with uh, four of us, and we're going through our current favorite right now is the actual beast mode where you get to play as the locust that are hunting the humans down, and you have to go through 12 rounds of that. Nice. Um, so I know there's a bevy of games coming out, but if that's something that you have friends that you enjoy doing or just want to do with pickup uh, groups online, it uh, is excellent. For Tons that. of fun. Yeah. So, but I'm sure that time's going to go down because I got Arkham City and Battlefield next week. So that's going to be my gaming for at least a couple weeks until Skyrim. Skyrim will probably eat your life until and then December. That'll at least get me through to December. And you know, I'm sure my Aridin's a huge Assassin's Creed fan, so I'm sure we'll have revelations in the house as well. Um, and there's Assassin's Creed Rev. Yeah, and then there's a ton of games that you know. This, like shadow error on my iPad. That's like my downtime. Like, ah, let me just pick this up <laughs> while I'm waiting for something else. I can at least there is in. no downtime. Yeah, there is no downtime. There's no bathroom. <laughs> there is no Dana only. Yeah. So, all right, that brings us nicely to our next break. You are listening to Casually Hardcore live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. Come join us on the forums. Why? Because they're awesome. You can observe the research thread, which we'll be hitting in our next segment here. You can participate in it if you so choose. Check it out, because that's where the cool kids hang. Mm-hmm. We'll be back right after this. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality of their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the internet, 
web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you'd like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. From the North Virginia suburbs and near Philly do they ride. One, he has a goatee and a six-string by his side. The other packs a keyboard and sarcasm finely honed. The two men ride together into the great unknown. They are not seeking justice, they've got no wrongs to right. They're just here to sing some dick jokes and head off into the night. In rental vans and airplanes, they travel across the land. With songs of nuns and pirates, they are the opening band. All in stone, all in stone, all in stone, all in stone. La 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 la. All in stone, all in stone, all in stone, all in stone. Please don't flash photography of Paul and
VTW. 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 Productions. 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 Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Versus the World Radio. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. From the Versus the World forums, we have the all-volunteer Casually Hardcore research team. Yeah. Uh, mm. Oh, yeah, much better there. <laughs> Nothing but respect for you guys, no. The team this week uh, has posted, actually, this is two weeks' worth since we were off the air last week. Right. This is the Fat Cat on a White Mug edition. Fat Cat on a White Mug. <laughs> well, <laughs> not- uh, spontaneously bursting in the song, Grail. <laughs> Sorry, it sounded like what was that Tommy Boy? Fat man in little coat. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. That, that shouldn't be that funny. Yep. Um, contributors this week include Aid, mm-hmm. Fangs with a Z, which is what makes it leet, Sean Caster, <clears throat> Boba Fetish. Just because I like saying Boba Fetish. The previously mentioned and praised Barry VA, Silmall, and Silmall. Thank you all for your participation in the research thread. Let us now plumb its depths for the awesomeness the that juicy is. Bits. The juicy bits. The juicy bits. Yes, the, the dangly bits. Mm. Um, there's a completely tasteless all right. and way We're too all soon uh, bit, and it's a video bit that you should, that you should go watch from... The uh, satirists over at The Onion. Yeah. About Apple announcing their plans to release Steve Jobs 2.0. And they do a satire, a parody of a typical Apple announcement, product announcement, but basically talking about the upgraded version of Steve Jobs. Yeah. Now with curly hair, <laughs> white polo shirt, uh, and better shoes. Nice. Um,. Too soon, guys. Yeah, too a little soon. too soon. <laughs> Which is, I know that's what The Onion does. Right. But, but yeah, too soon. I mean, it was That funny. and the graphic of, of Steve Jobs with a big bushy curly head of hair. Yeah, I, mean, I saw they took down the tribute to him on the main page for Apple as yeah, well. Yeah, they let it run for, what, a couple of two weeks? About, about two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it was just one of those things where you went. I went to it because, you know, I was opening up. Well, you know, Safari or something, right? And it just popped up right to the 4S phone, and I was mm. like, "Oh, back to business." <laughs> no more, no more tasteful no more memorial to, yeah. to Steve. So, oh well, the uh, man is dead. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So, uh, all right, we have news that Bioware reveals Mass Effect Three is going to have four-player co-op. Bring it on! It's kind of cool. Um, it's going to take place outside in, the main storyline, in person, four-player or internet as well. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to be just internet, so okay. it's going to be co-op missions. So usually, I mean, have you played the Mass Effect games at all? Mm-mm. Okay, it would be probably really difficult to have it be split on screen. the same. I mean, you have to be split screen, and usually Xbox tends to shy away from that. Good. It's normally going to be uh, online only, so I'm sure PS3 uh, would be the same way, and, and the computer. Um, but it's going to be four-player co-op. Kind of, you get to you don't actually use your main character. You choose from a variety of classes and races. You form an elite special forces squad that Neat. combined weapons, powers, and abilities to devastating effect. As you try to liberate uh, key territories from enemy 
enemy control. What they said, though, this is one aspect of something that's going to be called the Galaxy at War, a rather mysterious and optional system that uses multiple factors, including multiplayer, to augment Shepard's, the main character's, galactic readiness level. Other platforms and interfaces will be announced in the coming months. Um, Hey, baby, you want to see my galactic readiness level? (laughs) Exactly. I'm ready Uh 24-7. Even without the little blue pill. (laughs) Bauer also said uh, that it will be possible, however, to obtain the optimal ending without doing anything in the Galaxy at War mode. So this is just a different way of doing it. Um, One of the big features of Mass Effect 2 was there's multiple endings to it. There's multiple... um, what am I trying to say here? Multiple ways that you can finish the story as well as multiple chances for people to live or die. Right. So you had a lot of that uh, going through the story. And so this is now another factor that you could actually do things in multiplayer that will potentially keep somebody alive, keep right. the system change, safe. Change the outcome you yeah. have chosen or you've earned. It's really interesting. I mean, Mass Effect has been really clever at doing that and at using your previous saves from their previous game to influence how the current game plays. That's so. been interesting in the hand me down yeah. features in there that been one of the first game franchises I've seen large at least high profile game franchises that has done that successfully mm-hmm. where people actually were introduced at Mass Effect 2 right. will actually then go back and play Mass Effect 1 in order to have a save to bring forward into 2 so they could bring it over and yeah they did a really clever I'm curious to see how they do it in three, however, because they did a really clever way of allowing you to remake your character mm-hmm. if you wanted to at the beginning of two. At the beginning of two, I wonder, but they can't go that same well again. Well, they've already so done it one time. How are they going to? And I'm curious if in three they're just going to say if you have a save, you carry over as that save as that image right. of you, or you start, or you start new, and we deal just, with it. You you go through like a you know what would you do if this happened, and it determines what the backstory was right. for it you. It mocks up one for yeah. you as if you had played one and two. Right, right. So. Uh, Inadvertently brushing back up against Steve Jobs, okay. um, our some of our very favorite television hosts from the MythBusters, Adam Savage and Jamie oh, yeah. the Walrus Heineman, mm-hmm. Discovery Channel orders Steve Jobs documentary with MythBusters hosts. Oh wow! This from EntertainmentWeekly.com. Discovery has ordered a documentary documentary on the life of the late Steve Jobs with MythBusters duo on board to host. Network is teaming with NBC. Excuse me, NBC's Peacock Productions for hmm. iGenius, How Steve Jobs Changed the World, a one-hour special. Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman, who celebrate the spirit of innovation on Discovery's hit Mythbusters, will host the show. That hmm. seems like an oddly perfect fit for me. Yeah. And from reading interviews, and I mean, I have a particular um, fondness for Adam Savage just because of his involvement with uh, Wootstock and just, just generally really entertaining presentations of him that are available on the Internet. Right. Um, you can tell they, they have a reverence for um, Steve Jobs and his creations um, because they just love him to pieces. Yeah. They, are, they use iOS devices. I mean, Adam Savage is also somebody who drives a uh, Segway. So yeah. there's a certain amount of early adopter in right, him, you right. think. Um, but yeah, the uh, they got together for this uh, documentary, so, and, and I, of course, have managed to miss it, but uh, <laughs> through the miracle of the internet, I bet you I can find it for, sure. for download somewhere on an iOS <laughs> device. <laughs> I'm going to say, on iTunes. I'm <laughs> exactly! <sure. laughs> 
So seek that one out. I'm, I'm willing to bet it was uh, damned fine. Cool. And again, another good parting shot to thank you very much for everything, Uncle Steve. Yeah. Um, this is slightly older news. However, Netflix is going to keep all their business on one website now. We're very sorry. Yeah, sorry for Whoopsie. that. Whoopsie. We kind of lost our minds there for a little bit. And... I mean, it's been a couple of weeks of big companies going, uh, oops, and we're sorry. I mean, Research in Motion, the BlackBerry people, yeah. massive outage for yeah. five or six days. Huge. Uh, just, just hastened the death spiral of that company. Um, and they've also, you know, their CEO has been on, on videos saying, very sorry. And here's a hundred dollars worth of, of apps from, from the Blackberry app mm-hmm. zone. And please don't leave us. Yeah. No kidding. Um, and now you have this where they basically, they had this huge we're gonna, announcement. We're going to raise your rates and then we're going to split into Netflix and, and Quickster. Quickster. And Quickster, we didn't secure the Twitter name. And wow, that guy's racist. And yeah, and just like we know, there's a lot of people angry. But here, our CEO, our CEO, will send a letter saying we understand that we're sorry for. It. And then it just, you know, eventually, which is good because I've seen in the past you had a lot of companies that had a ton of negative press that and did charge not forward they anyway, went right for it and failed miserably. Yeah. Divex. <laughs> Divex was the whole the whole premise yeah. of those devices was flawed and offensive and to think, begin with. And I think this one the it, you know even in the the first part of this article it's clear that for many of our members two websites would make things more difficult. No kidding. I mean that's why would you want to try to split your member base off that way to make it easier to sell the DVD right. division. I mean the the corporate machinations behind this are fairly transparent. Yeah. Yeah. The DVD business is vestigial and will die. Right. Netflix was a great visionary company in that during the heyday of their primary business when they're yeah. making tons of money off the DVD by mail. Yeah. They looked ahead and say, okay, what is going to put us out of business? Yeah. Streaming video. Then let's be the best at streaming video right. and put ourselves out of business. Yeah. Well, that's turning into a rockier road than it turned out because the content providers haven't really been all that willing to play ball. Right. Um, so they've had to do the kind of the weird end run deals where they actually mm-hmm. partnered with stars right. and inherited their deals with the Disney's yeah. of the world. And unfortunately, their deal with stars has soured. So yeah. in February of next year, which is sad because their super fresh content movie wise dries yeah. up to a large extent. So they've got the distribution infrastructure in spades. Mm-hmm. They're running out of things to plug into it. Right. Because the content providers are saying we're not going to give it to you for low dollar. Sure. And yet, and here here we are, me as consumer getting pissed off at them again. Fine. Where is your alternative to Netflix that I can subscribe to instead? Yeah. And precisely nowhere. Right. Right. So you're refusing to sell it through a mature, well-developed channel that works on all of my devices. So you're making sure that that dies yeah. or at least be- marginalized. Becomes, is marginalized yeah. because it can't give me the good stuff anymore. Right. And you're trying to force me into your archaic I must get you through cable TV method. No, sorry, uh, Mr. Neanderthal CEO, not going to do it. 
you're not getting my money. Yeah. You're not forcing me to buy the stuff your way. I'm just going to stop consuming it. Ask the music industry how this plays yeah. out. Learn from you're not no you're not okay. You're in for a very painful couple of years. Yeah, it's it's shocking to me that they're making the same mistakes that the music industry made when it came to digital delivery of songs. And you know, you've you saw them rally so hard against obviously and i understand some of the rallying against the free sharing like napster and stuff like that but but uh, you know itunes came along and it took them a while to get a lot of people on board to say yes we'll sell our music this way online and it'll be a la carte and you won't have to buy full albums and eventually everybody said okay yeah this works great and now you've seen that now move into subscription-based services like spotify Mm -hmm. where you pay a monthly fee and you have this gigantic library any song you want to listen to whenever you want to listen to it works there what where's the hold up (laughs) because they are complacent yeah the music industry is absolutely making less money oh yeah than they used to under the old model and that's where the resistance came from. Like, no, we're used to making buckets of money for no effort. Right. Because we owned it all, we controlled it all, yeah. and we contorted it all to extort money from talented people. Yeah. But now? But now we don't have... And we're seeing more and more of this. Mm-hmm. Amazon is now cutting deals directly with authors. Right. Well, they were doing that right at the beginning, too. And then but that to a larger... Ex- right. Yeah. And they're back to... No, we're going to just have people publish directly to yeah, the Kindle format. store. Right. right. And the Dead Tree publisher is like, what, 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 what? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about an industry that is rife with corruption. Mm-hmm. I mean, the horror stories you read about of people who are trying to get published. Yeah. Um, there's an author, Piers Anthony, who has done you know, light science fiction and fantasy for decades. Right, right. And he's this interesting... He's always been very vocally anti-publisher yeah, and been very open sharing information. He has great resources out there for the young aspiring publisher mm-hmm. or uh, author who wants to become published. Right. And is very also very open at, at outing publishers who have tried to screw him and has you know, every time he's, he's there with lawyer in tow saying, no, 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 you will not, and has consistently right. won every case. Well, that's good. Because the publishers are used to... Authors being pushovers and saying, oh, you, you can't afford a lawyer, so yeah. I guess I'm just going to break the contract and keep the money. <laughs> and now they're now beginning to realize, wait, 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 the, the authors are wising up. Right. And there's these services that will let you print on demand. Oh, wow. And self-publish or just go straight to Kindle edition. Yeah. And the publisher are like, wait, no, no, we're we're relevant, we're mm-hmm. significant. We need to stop. We need to extort money from you and 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 steal from you and 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 yeah. Well, I mean, also they have to look and go. And uh, Borders just went bankrupt, so one of your major selling points is gone now. Yeah, you have you know Barnes and Noble pretty much is your only major sold nationwide bookstore right. nationwide uh a bookshop there's of course you know half price books and all that type of stuff but for a premier first edition type place it's really that and online yeah and online is amazon they're, they're kind of <laughs> king of the hill because they did it before anyone yeah. else 
better than anyone right. else. And it was their that was their core market. When they first Originally, came online, it was, it was, was books. books. Yeah. And then eventually movies and now it's every now, of course, thing. Yeah, you could never leave your house. Probably buy <laughs> a newborn if you wanted to <laughs> exactly. somewhere on Amazon. <laughs> Amazon Kids is a whole new meaning. Amazon Thailand. Exactly. <laughs> ah. Anyway, oh very sorry, Thailand. Um <laughs> No, so, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting to you know, sit back and watch the convulsions of these industries that really have gotten complacent and have really gotten used to telling the consumer and the content creator mm-hmm. what they will pay and be paid right. and running the show. And the music industry was just the first one in, in the sights of the digital revolution. Yeah. Um, because it was the first easily digitized. Right product and low bandwidth very right easy it was to able do. to you know yeah. in the young days of the internet where people were on dial-up you could download mp3s in a reasonable period of time now that broadband is more widely available and reliable streaming technologies have become commonplace yeah uh the gloves are off and at the same time we have an even older industry publishing right now getting shaken up by the amazons and the kindles of the world yeah um, and then we have the movie industry who's doing the same damn kicking yeah. and screaming. Yeah. Um, just guys, just give, and there's, there's credible research out there that says the streaming services pull more viewers away from torrenting than they do pull away from DVD sales. Right. So you're recapturing pirates by giving <laughs> them a reliable, well-priced streaming solution. Why would you want to resist it? Well, because we're not making bank on it. Well, you probably should have built the infrastructure like Netflix did. Instead, you sat back and said, no, digital is evil because pirates and, and, and streaming and torrenting, yeah. me, 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 Well, and, and they have to come to the realization that either there's this large chunk of money that's going over here that we don't get anymore, and our revenue is just going steadily down. Mm-hmm. So either we stick with this and we watch it continue to plummet, or we try to grab some sort of amount of that pie that's happening over there. Yeah. And that's what the music industry did with iTunes and everything else. They just kind of said, okay. We want some of the cash. Well, more importantly, they didn't go willingly to iTunes. Mm -mm. Many efforts were made by lots of the houses to have their own digital distribution networks. And pretty much, to a man, they failed. Right. And that's what I'm seeing the movie industry going here. No, we don't want to share... Revenue stream with Netflix. Yeah, we want to. We'll make our. They're at least coming around to saying we need to provide streaming. And an interesting approach is there. A lot of them are talking about with with Blu-ray. You will always get a digital copy. Yeah. So trying to trying to shore up disc sales by right. saying we'll create this online cloud-based repository of all your movies. Sure. That you have purchased on Blu-ray. To which I say would have been great four years ago. Right. Right. Dead sexy, great idea. I love the idea. If, if as I had been buying DVDs, a digital, digital copy, copy was waiting for me on the internet, they would have gotten so much right. more money out of me for DVDs if that had been part of the equation. Yeah. But now you're coming to me after I have tasted of the fruit of the tree of knowledge, <laughs> and I have known the glory that is on-demand streaming from the total library, not yeah. dependent on me buying a disc that I don't want to store anymore. You're too late, guys. I want my on-demand that Netflix has already proven to me 
how it should be done. Right. Your penalty for not being on your game and getting to market along with Netflix with your libraries is to have to deliver it to me through Netflix. Right. They've earned it. They deserve the money. You don't deserve the money because you suck. Ask the music industry how happy they are that they have to distribute through iTunes because they're the only game in town. Mm -hmm. But they do it because it's now a significant major part of their revenue stream. Yes, they're making less money than they did, but that was going to happen anyway because your business model was eaten by the Internet. Right. You had to adapt. Do you want to still be in business at all? Then just sign the damn contract with Netflix and let me raise my rates. I've already told them I'm willing to pay the raised rates that they gave me because I think you know, 20 bucks a month is I would be totally willing to pay 20 bucks a month. I'm not paying that now. Right. I'm paying like 13. Right. But I would happily pay 19.99 a month. I think that would be totally fair for, for the, the unlimiting use, yeah. unlimited streaming as long as the library is there. Is kept current or at least relative. And I current. can't be alone in that. I mean, no. I think the 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 silent majority as opposed to the vocal minority that uses Netflix Sure. Would be completely content paying nineteen ninety nine as long as that came with it's nineteen ninety nine a month, but now we are in bed with all the movie houses and shortly after the you know movie is done running on pay per view, yeah. It'll now hit Netflix. This is the time. So I I don't begrudge them their delay of kids. In the theaters, obviously, they want you to go to the theater. Right. It's on D V D or Blu ray. They want Fine. you to buy that. They want you to buy that yeah. if you if you're Foaming at the mouth for this content. Now it's on pay-per-view. That's their last stab at the extra <laughs> money. Sure. Right. And if their content is compelling enough, they're going to get their money. And right. If the, if the movie is good enough, people are going to go to the damn cinema. Yeah. If it's that good, they're going to want the Blu-ray. Yeah. And, or at least get it on, you know, it's either Blu-ray or, or pay-per-view, I would think, one or the other. Yeah, I think pay-per-view right now is happening before right. the, the release on, on physical media. So they do... Theater, pay-per-view, physical, whatever. Yeah. And then... Like a month after that, streaming. stream it. Yeah, right around the time you that get, HBO would be getting you it will get my, Yeah, and this is the problem yeah. where the studios are very tightly in bed with the pay cable right. channels. There's lots of long-standing agreements yeah. and good old boy network there. And that's another point of resistance is pay TV saying, wait, we're relevant. Yeah. And arguably they are because they have also seen the future in the form of they have become content creators. Exactly. Home box office used to be we just play movies. Right. And, and it was revolutionary that you could get movies right. on cable TV all the time. All the time. Yeah. But they, like Netflix, saw the future. What's going to kill us? Right. Um, really good content on other networks. Well, fine. Let's let's make us some Stargate SG One, and let's well, make that, us some and Carnival, and let's make us some great series. Yeah, and just the fact that there's like, hey, you know, we're showing a movie, but the movie we're showing was already on videotape. Well, it's on VHS right. now, for the last DVD while. DVD sales and will spike because yeah. now people don't care. So what do we have to give exactly. them? Yeah, there's still a certain percentage that are willing to just watch our movies, but yeah. What if we had some really good adult programming? I don't mean bow chicka bow bow adult, just adult themed. That would be okay though. Well, they have that too. <laughs> I mean, it's called Skinamax. Skinamax. Anyway, um, so, so yeah, no, I mean, and I mean, look at HBO. Not only that, but they've said, you know, hey, and by the way, if you're willing to keep paying us that monthly fee to your cable provider for having our channel that we're making money on, we'll give you on we'll demand. Give you HBO Go, and yep. we'll let you see our entire library whenever you feel like it on through your device. Xbox, through your Xbox. Now your iPad, it's like whatever. that to me. That's one of those things that's worth fourteen bucks a month for yeah. me. <laughs> so, and if I could get 
just HBO by itself, yeah. I might consider it. Right, right. But the cable companies are still screwing me because I can only get HBO as part of a larger package of crap that I don't want. Really? Oh, hell yeah. At least my, my Cox Communications, I can't get just HBO. Oh, I can. I have just HBO. That's weird. Um, they have um, changed, or they simply have changed, changed the time where I stopped yeah. caring and stopped looking because I'm be. so used to them doing their packaging crap. Yeah. But I'm not bitter. Yep, yep. Well, this was a long rail because I was going to mention also the fact that um, DirecTV is actually dropping quite a number of channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, FX is going. Um, that was the main one for me. I was like, ooh, that's that's a loss of some really nice well, original content. Well, this may be an indicator of larger goings on. Yeah. Because there are rumbles within the industry um, about what Apple Computer's next big thing will be. Uh-huh. And... The supposition is is it's going to be an Apple television, not oh, okay. Apple TV, not the box. Right. An Apple television that is packaged with all kinds of content. Really? Where it is basically the ultimate iTunes front end, mm. plus them in bed perhaps with someone like DirecTV. Oh, Okay. To have it be an also, it's a service you get through your Apple television. It does all the things you're used to. Hmm. So you'll be able to use AirPlay to take yeah. your iPad, put it up on the screen. You'll be able to get your whole iTunes library, video and audio, streamed through the television. All that stuff that you're used to getting from the Apple TV box. But right. This additional layer of, we will be your one-stop shop for all things television. Oh, wow. So, which makes sense because Apple has been building itself into a media juggernaut they are you know deeply in bed with the disney slash abc of the world because well they kind of sort of own each other right right um, or are on each other's boards and all this i mean that's how they got a lot of the great content for itunes originally was they freaking bought them yeah (laughs) uncle Uncle steve knew what the hell he was about so i can only assume that kind of thing is continuing and because you look at you know what is apple's next move you think, you know, what, what can they do that's not more of the same? Yeah. I mean, because their last big revolutionary thing was the iPad. Yeah. Creating this whole new segment of, you know, stuff you've got to have to... But ultimately, it's yet another media delivery device. When was the last time their, one of their big announcements was a Mac? Right. That is the shrinking portion of what yeah, no they kidding. do. All the... Money making, all the growth. I mean, there's still tons of growth in the macOS machines because people are sick of freaking getting Windows viruses. Right. And strangely, viruses are on the uptick on macOS 10, but don't no. tell anyone. What do you know? All Flash related exploits, but go figure. <laughs> there's a reason why Flash is not available on the iOS. Yeah. Beginning to show us why, because all the major exploits on the latest viruses for macOS, all Flash exploits. Yeah. Mm hmm. But Adobe, everything's cool. Yeah, it's a great, great platform you built there. But. You know, what is their next big thing? And, and to me, this feels right, that this home entertainment television-looking device mm-hmm. that is, in fact, this media delivery monster that, of course, plays beautifully with iCloud. Yeah. Wasn't it Jobs that came with media appliance? Was that his oh, yeah. or was that Yo, he, he wanted the computer to be an appliance from right. day one. The original right. Mac Plus. Right. Well, the original Mac and the Mac Plus were forbidden to have cooling fans in them, <laughs> despite the fact that they desperately needed them. Oh, that's lovely. Because Uncle Steve had his vision, and he wanted it to be no more 
intrusive than a toaster oven. Wow. Because he saw way back then, yeah. in mid-'80s, that the destiny of the computer was to become another appliance. Yeah, and we're is. pretty much there. Oh, yeah. There's computers all around us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. DVR, sure. uh, any of these things are all treated with the same kind of notion that they are an appliance. They're just expected to be there. They're expected to work when you press the button, the same as the dishwasher and the washing machine. But... You know, Apple moving forward and saying, okay, we're going to own the conduit into your home that is all things entertainment fits very nicely in my head along with the the mega juggernaut that is the iTunes store. And just to take it to the next level of, yeah, we're going to bring you the live content as well as all this on-demand mm-hmm. content. That makes sense to me. And you saw, I mean, Google TV tried. And failed utterly. And failed. Because they had no content. Right, they didn't have the content. They universally so. said, yes, the the widget yeah. was great. Right. There was nothing to get on it. Yeah. There's nothing there. So, this these hints and rumors that Apple is behind the scenes talking to all the content creators and and forging these deals makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. they they have looked yeah. at what Apple did or excuse me what Google did and said yeah nice try guys but you forgot it was close but yeah. you forgot this step of having something worth watching on it yeah. Because when we were at CES, it was Google TV everywhere. Mm-hmm. And what was the last so heard time you heard anything about Google TV? Yeah, you don't hear anything about it. You see it, you know, one little stand usually in a Fry's or a Best Buy, and that's and about no it. And no one cares. Nobody cares, yeah. I mean, it, it does just, a few it things. Work. It's a front end for Netflix. No, it's good. Content, content, content. Hulu Plus, okay. Yeah. It's one of those things for me that, I mean, God bless uh, Google for being there to at least drive competition. Yeah. Because I would hate to see a world where it's just Apple. Oh, and Google's not out by any no, stretch no, of imagination. No, no, no. They're going to you know, learn. I mean, they've, they've already shown that they, if you do something good, they'll take it. And there are rumbles of them taking on Apple in their strongest area. They're talking about a Google Music service. Hmm, that'd be interesting. Where you're, you're purchasing music. And like, wow, that's, I mean, yeah. talk about taking on an, an entrenched foe. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but I'm, I got into the Google Music beta, and so their cloud-based service is fantastic. Oh, okay. Works beautifully on everything except for my iOS devices. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. It actually works fairly well just through the web browser. Okay, cool. Which is really their only way of getting into iOS, because strangely, they can't get the apps approved. Yeah. Something about mm. duplicating the built-in content of the device. Ah, right, crazy. right. Yeah, Android works. phone, beautiful app, works great, fantastic. Yeah, of mm. course. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. Again, you are you are rewarded. Yeah. If you go whole hog into Apple's uh, ecosystem, mm-hmm. everything does work beautifully together. Of course. If you're a hybrid like me, where I've got my Nexus One phone, yeah, which I was very happy to see. Will even though it's the first generation, uh, or technically the second generation, but the uh, first of the modern Android phones that Google did, will still be receiving the Android 4.0 update when it becomes oh, available nice. with all the latest features. Oh, great! I will be getting ice cream sandwich on my Nexus One. Mm. Kudos to Google, to Google for uh, yeah. supporting, for not yeah. abandoning the old hardware simply yeah. because it's old. It can, it's still totally capable. Apple, right. Apple goes the other way. Yeah. Where they will jettison you. Six months old, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> End of life. <laughs> no, it shouldn't, shouldn't be too hard on them, because even now, the iOS 5 was still good all the way back to the 3GS. Yes. And I think part of this is because AT&T is still selling 3GSs hand over fist. Yeah, because they've got, yeah. I mean, well, it's With the arrival entry. of the 4S, now that's the free giveaway phone. Right, right. I mean, you literally, you sign up for two years, you get a free 3GS. Right, right. Or a $99 4. Or, or you can get a $200 yeah. for the smaller 4S. For, for the 4S. But the 4S, 
I don't know if you had a chance to play with one yet. But dead sexy. Oh, man. Super sexy. Yeah. I mean, no, there's all kinds of fun stuff happening on the 4S. I mean, it yeah. is... It's the same kind of inter- incremental upgrade we got when we got the 3GS, but right. there's the, the changes are significant yeah. and noticeable. Yeah. yeah, Siri being the big one that you know, has Siri artificially is. been kept off the other devices. Right. Which f- is kind of eh, chinsy, but it's a marquee move. One yeah. would assume it'll eventually turn up as an app you can get. Because originally, you know, Siri started its life as a separate company. Yeah. And it was an app you could run on these other devices. And strangely, the old version expired the day before the 4S shipped. Yeah. So... I'm assuming, I mean, the iPad, too, is hardware-wise identical to the 4S right. with actually a faster version of the A5 processor. Right, right. Um, the, it's downclocked to 800 megahertz on the 4S and it's a gigahertz on the iPad. So there's no reason, no hardware reason why the iPad 2 can't run Siri other than they've decided not to make it available yet. Yeah. One would hope it will become available sometime soon. But, I mean, that holds true for all the iOS upgrades as well, is that it's always been delayed getting to the iPad since right. its inception. Well, pretty much, and this time when iOS 5 shipped, it shipped and everything on the same day. Oh, is that on there? Yep. I haven't actually plugged my iPad into it. Well, you should probably get about that. There's some pretty probably, nice features in probably there. Probably should do that then. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that later. Yes. Right, iOS right. 5, dead sexy on the, the iPad. Okay. I'll do that when I get home. So, uh, you are listening to Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, VTW Productions, Dot com. We have our call-in segment coming up next. Dust off your copies of Skype. We are VTW Shows on Skype, or you can go to the front page of VTWProductions.com. Look at the lower right-hand corner for the I'm Online Skype icon. Simply click on that when it's time to call in. And if your copy of Skype is properly installed, it will call us. Wow. <laughs> I know. What <laughs> a concept. Amazing. Uh, we will be back right after this.
Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. You know, when you put the call out for people to Skype in, it's probably usually a good idea to have Skype running. <laughs> we just want to see how bad you want it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know you want it. Oh, man. Details, awesome. details. Um, we have... Where did that go? Why is that taking so long? There we go. The big old list of donators. All right, is downloading. There we go. I got the random. Yeah, the random site number generator. ready to go. This is for the Pax gift bag that we know is a little delayed, but nonetheless has tons of goodies, um, posters and T-shirts and beta hey, codes and fat loot. Everything under the sun. Okay, let me get Even some in. stuff from the Triwizard Tournament in there. Oh God! Bad flashback. Bad flashback. Exactly. Bad touch. Bad touch. All right, so we've got our lovely All right. comma separated value. Let me give you your max value so I just here. Need my max, yep. One hundred and sixty-six. Wow! So give me a random number. Does it start at number one? Starts at number two. Two. Okay. I can. I should just get rid of that. Uh, okay. So you're giving random number between two and one six six. Two and one six six. Hang on. Let me. Make this a one six six. All right, get numbers. And the number is <gasps> seventy three. Number se- seventy three. That's the uh, sign off code when you're doing ham radio. Seven three. Okay, I'll take your, I'll take your word on that. <laughs> That's a All random right. fact for a random generated number. Oh dear! <laughs> that would have taken a lot of D twenties to do that. By the way, Boba, <laughs> uh, we'll get to re-roll because I forgot to exclude the monthly payment from Typefrag.com. Oh my god! For advertising. And guess who number seventy three was? That's awesome. All right, <laughs> you um, are disqualified. We are not giving you fat loot. <laughs> so the drama continues. All right, again, number thirty six. 36, who is the person who's going to benefit from type frag? Yeah. 36 would be dun, dun, <laughs> our very own Amelia Overbay Day. Really? Really, really. Wow. That is awesome. All right. There you go. Amelia, if you're listening, you have won the swag you bag. You have won a swag bag. We will need to... Uh... By dint of being one of our... Contributors from yeah. January first through to uh, three weeks ago yes. when we originally called this, and by dint of being the second number we rolled yeah. after typefrag.com. <laughs> those losers, you landed in spot number thirty-six of the year, and the swag bag will be yours. Awesome! Please send us to ch at vtwproductions.com the address that you would wish us to ship this to. Right. And make sure you just send the email to us from whatever address you normally use when you're transacting with PayPal so we can mm-hmm. verify that it is, in fact, you yeah. that is emailing us and yeah. not someone trying to pretend to be you in order to get the much-coveted fat loot. Cool. That's awesome. We will get that out to her as soon as possible, then. Excellent. Basically, as soon as we get that, I, I work right next to the UPS store, so... yeah. Actually, yeah. you've got the fat loot, so I'm going to make it your problem. Yeah, yeah. Just tell me how much I have to shift over your PayPal yep. account to yep. uh, to cover said shipping expense. I'm pretty sure we at least managed to draw somebody who was a continental United States. That's good. There's always that chance it was going to exactly. Finland or something like yeah. that. Oh, 
Yeah, no Pusar winning allowed. Absolutely could have happened. <laughs> I know, She's I know, in there. I know. No, I'm kidding. No, that's awesome. All right, great. But I'm actually going to be shipping a uh, a baby murloc to uh, Pusar. Oh, did you to, find one? Uh, she's going to have it shipped to my work address. And oh, I'm cool. Forward it on to her. Right on. And we have our first caller coming in. They actually you know, turned it turned on it and on. activated it and all that fun stuff. Yes. Hello, you are on Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? This is true. True. Hey, hey. true. I remember you being first week before last as well. You're just hot on the button there. You have a demon <laughs> dialer or say? something? Something like that. <laughs> so what are your reactions to uh, what our BlizzCon. friends at uh, BlizzCon have had to say this year? Well, I was at BlizzCon, fifth year. You stud? Oh, okay. oh, a year ago. And, okay. Yeah, fifth year. Uh, and uh, first off, I can tell you that when the pet battle system came out, everyone started humming Pokemon in my section of my <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the jokes kept flying. Because it is but, Pokemon. Uh, it's a freaking turn-based pet combat system. I mean... Pokemon! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you the monk play is very interesting. It is very different from the other classes, though you will probably need to replace whatever key you have key to jab on your keyboard very quickly. Uh. <laughs> body blow, but, uh, body blow, body blow. <laughs> knock him out. But, uh, yeah, the StarCraft, the Heart of the Swarm, Diablo, it all was very good. Um, cosplay was at a much lower on the floor this year for some reason. I don't know why. Either they were just hiding their costumes for the contest or... Well, I mean, I saw... The security guards were giving me in trouble. A few of the clips from the contest, and I'm I just... I'm going to call Shill or uh, some of these costume... These women were so obviously professional models. Oh, really? They had a woman dressed up as Tyrael uh-huh. in a gorgeous costume. Yeah. But just how she she was walking the, the catwalk. Yeah. She was walking the runway, doing the whole... And it's like, I really doubt that you made that costume. Yeah. And, I mean, did you see the costume contest at all while you were there? Uh, a little bit of it. I was uh, in line during that thing, so I was watching it on a monitor. They had uh, another one that I saw that someone had posted a clip from on the forums was someone who'd done the full centaur. Oh, okay. That one particular centaur who's just totally crazy about the little animals. So oh, she was, she yeah, was carrying yeah, a little yeah. baby deer and had the bunnies on her back. Oh, that's and, cool. But it was another one where the woman was just this gorgeous, obvious model, and the costume was so... I mean, it was, looked like it had done by Weta huh. out of New Zealand. It was so damn good because it was a, had the whole full actuated rear hooves and it just like... Are they planting professionally made costumes on models in the contest to amp it up? Because it sure feels that way. Well, there's like three grand to the winner now, so oh my obviously God. there is that something to that win. Brought the uh, level of uh, sculpting up a level, then that that could explain it as well. Where people are like, hey, I can recoup, you know, I can spend two grand on this costume and still be ahead of a thousand when all is said and done. Very true. Though you did get a little bad information on the challenge mode. It's not an actually higher heroic, and it doesn't give epics. It's a timed run where they nerf your gear to an equalized level, and then if you w- if you make certain time trials, they give you cosmetic pieces that look really cool to transmog onto your normal gear. Whatever. Oh, Suddenly not interested. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So it's different, 
but mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how that pans. I mean, the whole transmogrifying thing was, was you know, again, uh, uh, an expansion or two later than I expected to see it. I like, I like, kind of like the idea that it has to be something that you've got in your void storage. So you you have to have owned the skin at some point. You have to have earned it or gotten it some way. And the fact that they're leveraging that into you'll be able to spot somebody who has succeeded in a challenge mode because of the way they look. Yeah. Um, but you don't. But you don't have to get a particular drop. You just whatever gear stats that you've chosen to wear that day for whatever reason, you can make look. And you can say to the world, "I'm wearing intelligently gemmed and enchanted gear, but it looks like I know how to do challenge modes. So fear my eliteness." Hmm. So I guess it's. Um, I mean, it's still. I'm I'm less impressed by that than I was at the idea of something where they kind of brought back heroics. Oh well. Yeah, but we'll see how it comes out. It's like uh, it looks yep. pretty. God, it's a ways it looks off pretty. yet. Have they? They haven't revamped the graphics engine at all. They're just u- utilizing the one they've got to the maximum extent. It doesn't. It looks like basically there's a whole lot more polys. I think it's the same engine. I think it's much like what they did with Cataclysm, and they just tumped everything in. One thing that leaked to the Q and A was they are redoing all the old all the old player models. Like Thrall is an example of the new orc models. Okay. If you've seen the new Thrall, where he's a lot more detailed. Yeah, because uh, the Pandarans have like ten, th- ten times more polys and frac- structures in them. Than they would the look so obviously do. new next to the old school ones that everybody gets an, a, re- a revamp out of this. And, yeah. and, the, and the engine is lo- as old as this. Uh, that, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Absolutely needs to happen. Hmm. But still, I mean, you were there, and, and not a, not a, a word whispered about Titan, huh? Nothing, and we were. I was waiting right up to the concert. It's like, please, just give us something. Throw me a freaking bone. How just, is the? As long as, I just hope it doesn't turn out to be Free Realms clone. That's possible. I mean, Sony just rakes in money hand over fist. Ironic uh, <laughs> from the ironically named Free Realms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but how is the uh, energy level? Uh, oh, it- very high. A, everyone was. Bouncing around, just trying out all the games. I mean, uh, the only area that was uh, Diablo and StarCraft had lines throughout the entire event. The only place where you could have that it was near the end was the uh, Pandera starting area. It was a little dead near the end, but I think everyone went through it at least once. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Well, limited kind. Of, I remember when we were playing uh, the yeah. entry-level zone for Wrath. Right. You could plow through it pretty damn fast. Yeah. Well, we even did the Worgen and yeah, the that's Goblins. The, that's the next that was, time, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it's uh good to know that the the fan, you know, the the reason for BlizzCon is still being serviced. The screaming horde of of fanboys and fangirls who love the various franchises are getting what they what they want from it. Oh yeah, excellent. Well, thank you for the call, Tru. I'm going to kick you off summarily so we can make room for other people who've been trying to barge their way through. Thank you for participating and giving us the -the on-the-ground perspective, and we will catch you next time. Bye. And the lines are open here on Casually Hardcore. Mm -hmm. Find us on the web, VTW Shows on Skype, and I'm going to stop using my radio voice before (laughs) my wife ceases to touch me ever again. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking through some of the photos from this year's uh, costume contest. They had some interesting ones. Um, I see what you mean. Some of them you're like, ooh, she's pretty hot. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, mean, I guess I'm you not... have to see it maybe in motion to get what you were talking yeah, if about. You go to the, yeah. If you go to the forums, there's um, in the thread of the reactions to the BlizzCon announcements, uh, somebody put some embedded uh, 
animated gifs of oh. particular the female Tyrael and the I forgot what's her the, the name of the the centaur was, yeah the, I don't remember the, her name the, the, the crazy for for little animals okay um, and hmm. we've brought someone on via the miracle of Skype you are on casually hardcore who's calling uh, Darahas Darahas hey, Dar- how have you been good good. And what have your? Were you on the ground at BlizzCon, or were you like us, observing from a distance? Observing from a distance. There's no way my parents would pay 195 dollars to go to Anaheim and all that fun stuff. They don't For understand. One person. Oh no, they understand. My dad plays WoW. My sister, one sister used to play WoW. The other actively plays WoW. But yeah, no, we're not going to Anaheim. <laughs> we'll, we'll <spend laughs> like yeah, the cold. We, we sat at home. So, what are your reactions to the information that came out, though? Uh, Pokemon? <laughs> Pokemon! Exactly. Can't call them non-combat pets anymore. Nope. The, the only thing that truly interested me was uh, Blizzard Dota. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and that... what is, I mean, it's Defense of the Ancients, but doing cro- across all the different franchises is the idea? I believe so. So you get heroes and, from all the different universes, and base, but basically in the traditional Defense of the Ancients game format. Mm-hmm. And apparently they have four classes, the tank, damage, support, and something called Siege. Okay. Mm, okay. So but, some, new, some new gameplay modes, but they're just, they're just yet again jumping on, jumping on the Dota bandwagon, which was developed as a mod for one of their own old games. That, right. that's, just, that's incestuous and wrong. <laughs> but hey, everyone but, seems to be doing doing some kind of Dota clone well, these days. League of Legends is yeah. super popular. So, yeah. and, um, Heroes of New Earth and all you know all the different variations on those themes. Yeah, the Hero a Month Club. Um, Dota is one that has always completely evaded me. I just never was able to get into it. Uh, probably just because, and I will absolutely own the fact that it's probably because I suck as hard as I do. Um, but just one that did not grab me. Hmm. I I sort of, go ahead. Go ahead. You first. <laughs> I, just, I just. I can wait. Could never divorce myself from you know, when I play an, an RTS game. Um, there's a certain methodology you use, you know, resource gather yeah. and go and fight, and I could just never break myself out of that mold for some reason. I guess I, my brain is just old and tired, and so, oh no, this is a two action RPG ish. <laughs> I'm gonna go take a nap. Do go on. Good. But the cute. reason why. I sort of forced my way into the Dota thing. It's I like the role-playing, the real-time strategy part of it, but none of the complication of resource gathering and building bases. Oh, yeah. Just cut to the chase. Just let's, let's go. Yeah. we got let's maximum resources. Let's go fight. Yeah. Makes sense. It's just a different game. That oh, and, and by uh, the way, props will... for the uh, Cave Johnson graphic on your Skype avatar. <laughs> oh, thank you. Cave Johnson, we're done here. We're done here. But also, this this Blizzard Dota will actually give me a reason to actually play uh, StarCraft 2. Ah, and thus is their evil plan revealed. Uh, StarCraft yeah, 2 for non-StarCraft 2 players, because it's based on that engine, I would assume. Yeah, it's going to be a game mode for StarCraft 2. Oh, okay. See, them guys... They suck you in they, some one way or another. Just when I get out, they pull me back yeah, in. Hook or crook. <laughs> now, they are good business people is what they are. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, thank you for your views on the announcements. Let's see if we can make room for one more before we close down shop here. Thank okay. you, Darhaus. We'll catch you next time. Yep. See you later. All right. The lines are open here on Casually Hardcore. Now we had at least two or three other people trying to barge through there yep. earlier. Warm up your copies of Skype and come on back in. We will let you on the air. So, yeah, I, I had totally skipped over the whole yeah. Blizzard Dota thing because it didn't doesn't grab me so it doesn't stick in my brain of something I'm going to be interested in. But right. well, for you Dota types out there. There's a mention in the uh, Black Void that uh, from Ski Onin uh, that Blizzard Dota is going to be a mini game. Okay. So it's not a full-fledged, or I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing maybe it's their way of going, let's see how this works. If we get enough interest. Get a lot of people on board with this. This could turn into maybe something. Maybe we expand it out more. Yeah, maybe if we take this uh, Warcraft 3 thing yeah. and kind of paste it onto an MMO, it could go somewhere. No, I think, I mean, they, they're basically saying, hey, you know, who doesn't love a little crossover event? Exactly. Why not have Thrall go against Diablo with Protoss running around or whatever? I mean, Basically, yeah. Have you know Kerrigan uh, yeah. go after you know Tyrael. See what exactly. happens. Yeah. Gonna, what, what happens? They both got wings. You yeah. know, it's a kind of a weird thing. And now you're on Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? This is Agrius SW. Agrius hey. SW, how the hell have you been? I've been doing quite well. How are you guys doing? Still Good. kicking. So do you make it to BlizzCon, or were you reacting from the outside? Uh, I was reacting from the outside. I chose to spend my monies on a new computer this year instead of going to BlizzCon. Ah. There are priorities. A, yeah, exactly. You will, you will buy the rig on, on which you will play the Blizzard games instead of necessarily going and visiting them. Correct. And what are your reactions to the various... I mean, what's, uh, what's of most interest to you from what they've been talking about? Oh, man, it's hard to choose because all the information just kept... I was in front of my computer the whole time going like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe how much. I, I was totally nerding out. Like, I was telling my girlfriend. Even, I was even like, Kung Fu Panda going? nerded you out? Yeah, a little bit. More so because uh, uh, back when Burning Crusade was coming out, my buddy and I were having a debate. Like, okay, who's going to be the Alliance race? Because Blood Elves, nice, pretty race for the Horde when all their right. races look kind of non-human-y. It's like, okay, what are the Alliance going to get? It's going to be something not human-y. So that's my theory. And then we got my buddy squids. was thinking, yeah, my buddy thought uh, pa- uh, Panda. I'm like, nah, man, that's way too This will never uh, do Pandarian. That was a joke, remember? Time. And uh, <laughs> I was the one I actually pegged um, Draenei, except I was picking the Draenei when they're all, cor- you know, uh, fell corrupted the, and they all Yeah, the, the broken, right. When they, yeah, they exactly. They did a little retcon there and made them not the unbroken version yeah. with the chiseled chin and tentacles and mm-hmm. yeah. large breasts. But anyway. And... So yesterday when they made that announcement, I told my buddy he hadn't been watching BlizzCon or anything. I told him, dude, you got to go read this information. You're not going to believe it. He's like, huh? And he goes and looks. Nailed it. Like, Holy crap. And he called it from a couple of years ago. So I'm like, hey, I owe you a Coke. Pandas. <laughs> More so, what was funny for me was um, how you said it in Alaska. I was like, oh, you know, once you get out, of, once you get out and, you know, there's something that pulls you back in. Well, right now his, uh, his account is inactive and him and his girlfriend and he and his girlfriend played on it. And when she heard the panda, she's like, I'm out. I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> but then, like, five minutes later, they go, Pokemon. Okay, I'm back. back. They got me back oh, in. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Which I was like, wow. That's awesome. Well, the, whole, the whole concept but, of the, the mini game with the companion pets within the larger game, that has the feeling of some genius to it. Yeah, because it, it, it because there's they already have this this aggressive subgroup that was always chasing the unique non-combat pets, which you can't call them that anymore. 
And now they've given them something more to do and more reason to go out. Because I, I wonder if the various pets will have abilities associated with them. Not unlike the different Pokemon that you have to gather. Because I, <laughs> I mean, copycat game is copycat. But oh, I can't wait to see if the pets evolve. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm curious because I've got one of the rarest pets which you can get outside of Asia because there were certain pets that some of the, the golden pig and things yeah. that were you know, Asian servers only. Right. I've got the yeah. material. Yeah. Oh, wonder- you lucky man. <laughs> we have That's one of the ones I've been wanting uh, for a long time. That one was the one that was from the Paris um, yeah. Invitational. Yeah. Invitational, yeah. And you know, that, that's the one I would keep out most of the time because it garnered the most comments of where in the hell did you get Tyrael? Right. Oh, this old thing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering if yeah. he, he, he may have some kind of killer ability or something. Yeah, as... I used to get that a lot uh, back in the day when I'd run around with my Zergling or my, uh, mm-hmm. or my mini Diablo because I have all the right. collector's editions of WoW. Before like, you actually, you later on, they let you unlock all three of them. Yeah. So it's if true. you were smart and you got the uh, collector's edition of the original, which I did not. Right. Um, originally, you had to pick one. Yep, you could yep. unlock one on one tune. And then when they loosened things up a couple expansion later, you could go back and in your mailbox would be, hey, look at all the other ones I didn't used to be able to have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, just wondering if the rarer pets might have uh, interesting abilities and you know, break out because the original Murky from the original BlizzCon 2005 yeah. and Minitarial are the ones that you have to work hard to get. Like the Slimely. Or like the... Uh, yeah. or like the uh, the arena murky murloc, yeah. the little arena armored one. It's like, oh, which, yeah, they, they really they really took the murky idea and ran with that because they had ten hundred million different murloc baby yeah. variants anymore. Yeah, exactly. uh, did they mention what the collector's edition for Mister Pandera pet was going to be? Uh, no, because they haven't even ne- mentioned uh, collector's edition yet. Cause that's one yeah. thing I'm always on the lookout for. Is like, okay, collector's edition. So what's the swag? If it, what's the if swag going to be? Yeah, if it's got Blizzard on it and it's a collector's edition, I want it. Like yeah. the, so you're the exactly the kind of retail slave they love to have. Yep. Or less, um, Publish it and I will buy it. Publish yeah. it and I will I'm buy it. I'm a huge Blizzard fanboy. That's why it's something I cannot deny. You, <laughs> you can stay. It's okay. It's the reason why I'm looking forward to the Diablo one, too. And the other reason why I already signed up for my... Uh, I made my agreement to WoW for a year. Because, hell, oh, wow. WoW anyway. Well, that was... That was a great you know, plan on their part where they announced it and that yeah. moment the, web, went, the website went live and yeah. you could sign up. And the... Just the whole idea of agree to pay your monthly fee for one year. Exactly. We'll give you our premium new title for free, air quotes, free. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> great marketing. That is just good, good design. And they'll, they'll let's say, well, I, I, well got, yeah. I, I just happen to still be paying for World of Warcraft, so I might as well log in and see what's going on, and then you just might hit another long stretch of playing again. Let me ask a quick question. Since you signed up for that and you're getting a copy of Diablo 3, now there's yes. going to be a collector's edition of it that allow you to upgrade. Yes, to the- actually. I uh-huh. read the FAQs because that's the one thing that was going through my mind when they made that announcement. Like, okay, so what's my situation? Because I'm going to have get- a provision for it. I'm going to get the collector's edition regardless. So yeah. I'm going to have a free copy of the game that doesn't do me any good. Right. And as I'm reading through all the... Uh, FAQs, they said, okay, well, what about this you know, collector's edition? Well, the way it works is um, you will get your free copy of Diablo 3, and if you do buy the collector's edition and choose to activate that key on your account with the free copy of Diablo 3, they will give you a four-month credit to WoW for free. Oh, okay. So you get your money back, basically. So you get some, way, some sort of credit. Which is, hey, that's a good deal that's for me. That's a good design. Plus, so really, they, they thought this out. 
I get the beta and I get the cool charger mount. Oh yeah, you get guaranteed entry into uh, which beta? Mesta Pandera, if I'm not mistaken. Oh okay. yeah, that's right. Yeah, when yeah. you sign up for the year, the other thing you get is you will be a beta tester oh, cool. for. So there, again, the whole beta th- idea has turned into a marketing tool, and they've just taken it to the next level. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting, fun stuff. Well, thank you very much for your feedback and reactions. Oh, listener of ours. Hmm? And shout out to Ambrosia Hartnett. What a surprise! Nice. The show would not be complete without yes. it. Thank you for calling, and now I hang up on you. Ha ha ha. Right. And that brings us neatly to the end yes. of another show. Yep, that's two hours of life. You just ain't getting back. Thank you for joining us as we return to the airwaves this week. We should be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And we'll see what has been happening in the world of nerd in the intervening week. I have been Gnomewise. And I have been Grail. And we are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.